Rusty Quill presents. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone, it's me, Pippin, just dropping in to say hello and thank you all so much for donating to our crowdfunder to support season two of Spirit Box Radio. I'm so proud and happy and grateful. Thank you so much everyone who was able to donate or even if you just retweeted or shared it anywhere, just thank you so much. Today you're going to be hearing from the very cast members whom you have supported in the crowdfunder. Uh, without further ado, I will let them take it away. My name is Thais, I'm a voice actor, and I play Ignorance, aka Bliss, in Spirit Box Radio. Hi, my name is Ripley, I am an honorary sloth writer and voice actor at Hanging Sloth Studios, and I play Rytidia Delphus and Cicla Senior in Spirit Box Radio. My name is Becca, I am a voice actor in Spirit Box Radio, and I play Indie or Indifference. My name is Freya, I'm doing a degree in costume design, and I play showcaller Emily. Hi, my name's Daisy Major, and I am an actor, writer, and director, just general theatre maker, and I play regular caller Beth in Spirit Box Radio. My name is Kay Watson, I'm a voice actor, and I play Ingra on Spirit Box Radio. So, my name is Billy, Billy Bray, I go by he, him, they, them pronouns. Um, I am a voice actor in Spirit Box Radio, work at an escape room, uh, no escape London, come see our things, watch anime, I play Stardew Valley on the Switch, and I nap, that's what I do, uh, and I play Scourge. What is your character like? Do you like them? Would you grab a coffee with them? My character doesn't know shit, she wants to continue not knowing shit. And she's very determined to achieve that goal, as we've all seen. I like Bliss in the sense that she's a very cool character to play, but I'm so unlike her in real life that I don't think we will even attempt to get along, so I don't think I will go for a coffee with her. I love Rytidia, dearly. She would hate me. <laughs> Just because I'm not a very outdoorsy person, I spend a lot of my time inside, I work from home, I don't really like wind or rain or anything really, I don't like getting dirty, um, so Rytidia is my basic complete opposite. I would love 
to get a coffee with her. She would hate to get a coffee with me. She would think I was a cosmopolitan cretin, if you will. <laughs> okay. Uh, Indy is a very, a very complicated character. She is very old and therefore very, very complicated. She, um, when we meet her in the show, she is the leader of this this little trio of, of major arcana uh, called the um, Inconvenient Sins, um, or the Sin Conveniences. Um, obviously, would very much suggest she's a very indifferent character. That's her whole, her whole main. Um, personality trait is that that she's indifferent towards things indifferent toward people towards situations towards towards everything um but you know as we can see do i like indy like is a very complicated word (laughs) i have much love for them in my heart because they you know i've never played a character sort of like this um i've never played a character like indy full stop um in any sort of variety, but also this is the first um, voice acting job really I've ever had. Um, and so I have a lot of love for her because of that. But also, I hate him <laughs> because he is an awful person. And they, you know, they, they, they do not make good choices. They're a murderer. They're not a good person. But do I, do I still love them? Yes. <laughs> would you grab a coffee with them? I would grab a coffee with him just for interest purposes of getting to to meet to meet them and and ask her you know just like just like just have a conversation with them probably that it wouldn't end up in a conversation like because he would just you know probably not answer anything that i would ask i don't think they would like me um (laughs) because i care a little bit too much about things and indy doesn't care enough although maybe we would make a nice friendship because we would balance each other out um you know he he could you know, bring me up on, on caring a bit too much and I, I could bring him up on not caring enough. Maybe that could be nice. Probably not, though. I'd, I'd say they'd probably just sit down and then leave after five minutes. Uh, I like her very much. I would totally get coffee with her. I think we would have fun. I think we'd get along in real life. Oh, I think they're quite sweet. Um, and is really up for helping. Um... And whilst obviously the whole holy shit I'm dead thing is a shock, (laughs) I think um, they really want to do what they can for Sam. I think they have a, a, Beth has quite a soft spot for him um, and wants to help in any way they can. I don't think she's really sure what like their, or they just feel like they know that it's, it's to like serve Sam. I do like her, I think. I think they're, like I say, they're very eager, I think. Um, I'm not I'm not kind of sure that Beth has much common sense, you know, with the whole eyebrow and yellow thing. <laughs> I don't think she really thinks things through that much, probably acts on instinct a lot. Um, but I think that could make you look quite a good friend. So, yeah, I like Beth. Um, I would absolutely grab a coffee with them though I don't I, though I don't really drink coffee um and I, Beth strikes me as like an, a herbal tea type gal so maybe we'd go for like some fruit herbal tea together and um, yeah I'd do that <laughs> the thing about Ingra is that they are first and foremost the embodiment of ingratitude that is what drives them is a sense of sort of never quite being happy with what they've been given um, 
<laughs> they're kind of a jerk. And I honestly can love and respect that. I have a lot of friends who are jerks. I feel like sometimes you need people in your life. And for me, often these people are like co-workers where, you know, maybe you are not dependent on them emotionally and maybe you don't have deep conversations with them, but you just want to get a coffee and complain about somebody you both don't like. I think Ingra is perfect for that situation. Ingra is perfect for a bitch fest. They've got a lot to bitch about. Scourge is basically a prick. Um, he's not a nice guy. Uh, nah, he's kind of funny though. Um, I, I very much like the way that they um, have all of this information that they just refuse to give out. I find that very funny. Uh, they obviously get like a power trip off of it of just knowing things that other people don't know. I find that very amusing, this whole manipulation of, well, I know and you don't, ha ha ha, fuck you, Sam, uh, kind of vibes that they've got going on. I wouldn't necessarily say I like Scourge, because, you know, they're awful, they're very manipulative, they're not a nice guy, um, they're there to cause pain. I don't know, I find them kind of funny, though. You know, it's the whole queers love villains thing, be gay, do crime, you know? Very much that. And I think a conversation with them would be very interesting. Uh, just to see what they have to say about things. But also, yeah, I wouldn't... Yeah, it wouldn't be a coffee kind of a date. They'd want to go out and drink. But it'd be, it wouldn't be a pub. It'd be, like, a speakeasy background place where you have to have a password to get in and, like, no one knows it's there and they all drink absinthe. How did you hear about the show and end up getting involved? I first discovered the show through my castmate Ripley's TikTok. They posted about Hanging Sloss having an open casting call. And initially I didn't want to audition. Like I just said, oh, what a cool show to listen to. And when I listened, I, I thought it would be great to be a part of this. So and luckily the, the casting calls were still on. So... I auditioned and I got the part and I'm very glad I did. Okay, so I've been really good friends with Alex for about eight years now. Um, and we are part of the same Discord server where we and a bunch of friends uh, get together every Sunday, I think. And we play Ace Attorney, the video game, <laughs> together. Um, and it's kind of like a visual novel. We divvy out the parts and we do voice act the parts. Um, so Alex already knew that I can pull off a pretty damn good uh, shrill old woman voice. <laughs> but um, one day Alex sent along the open call for voice actors for Spirit Box Radio. I think that was in February of 2020, and I thought I might as well give it a shot. I did, um, and I got talking to Pip, and we both really liked each other, and I think that Pip is one of my best buds now. I love Pip. I love him dearly, and I visit their house and bother their cats. It's great. This is the best. I heard about the show from um, a dear friend of mine, um, we know each other from the sort of TikTok cosplay community and they had essentially put out this thing saying that the, the show they were in need of voice actors and so I thought this would be the perfect opportunity and so I submitted an audition and and then I got offered the part of Indy and it was very very exciting so I have Ripley to thank for that really. Saw so Ripley who plays Ritidia's TikTok 
about the show holding auditions so I decided to check out the show and I really enjoyed the story up to that point. I think it was only seven or eight episodes I think were out at that point um, and I just really liked the vibe <laughs> so I auditioned. Pip just said hey you want to do this and I was like yeah yeah I do um, and you know having worked with Hanging Sloth Studios on Clockwork Bird um, I knew it was like a fun time and knowing that it was just gonna get better and bigger from there I wasn't gonna miss out on it. <laughs> I heard about the show, I believe, through Twitter. Um, you know, I keep an eye on sort of the audio drama space there, and Pippin put out the call, and I ended up auditioning for the sort of unnamed villain trio and being given some very interesting character inspiration, um, and that was how I ended up with the show. So I heard about the show from Ripley, actually. Uh, funny story. I say funny, you might not find it funny, but I do. <laughs> Me and Becca both follow Ripley on, on TikTok and we both auditioned, but we didn't tell each other for some reason. Neither of us mentioned it. So, you know, we did the auditions, then it was a couple of weeks before we heard back about anything and then we did. And then um, we, we have a, a group chat that me, Becca and like our very close friends are in. And I popped a message in this group chat being like, oh, I got into this podcast. Isn't that cool? And then Becca responded going hey, how did you know I auditioned and got into this podcast? And I was like, I did not know. I also got in. And Becca was like, oh, shit, man. Wild. And then it kind of clocked that, yeah, we both auditioned for the same thing and both got in. And it was pretty cool. And we were like, guess we're working together again. What's been your favourite moment of the show so far? Slash your favourite thing about being involved in the show? Gotta say the finale. I know it's an entire episode and not exactly a moment. But the whole thing is just so good and such a satisfying end to the season. It's just the best. And my favorite thing about being involved in the show is definitely witnessing the dedicated fan base that has formed around it. You all have such love for what we do and I love seeing your live reactions, theories, fan art and fanfics and of course the amazing wiki. And everything else that you do is truly mind-blowing and seeing that is truly a, a privilege so my favorite thing about being involved in the show is just um a lot of the cast members were already like acquaintances of mine friends of mine so by being on the show it's just kind of let me have a stronger relationship with those people and even then the cast members who i didn't know before this i didn't know pip before this and now they're one of my like closest friends which is Super, like I, I, I didn't know him at the start of the year, and now we're like best buddies, which is super weird. Um, but yeah, that's also really cool. And then favorite moment in the show, um, actually the augury forecasts, like the funny little bits that don't really have like an emphasis on plot or anything. They're just kind of there. I like seeing what Pip comes up with. Um. And also the entirety of the first episode where Oliver is introduced. Oh my god, the amount of simping in that episode is palpable. <laughs> this probably counts really more as like a whole episode, but it's just like my favourite moment of the show really is the, the first time um, that we hear Sam and Oliver talk. Um, but the first the first episode that they talk in, in um, Oliver's flower shop. Because I just think that whole scene... It's just 
genius from the way that Will and Pip perform it to the dialogue to the, the sound editing the whole thing is just like magic and I remember listening to that that episode and just being like oh my god I'm so lucky to be a part of this this is phenomenal um so that that just sort of scene generally I think it was like a whole episode but I'm gonna say it anyway was just my favorite because I oh, it's just magic magic um and my favorite thing about being involved in the show is oh, I think it's it's getting to sort of fulfill that that dream of um of that I've seen so many other fiction um, podcast creators that I admire so much do um and getting to also really getting to really delve into a character that I've never I've never played a character like Indy before I think I've said that before but I really really haven't so really getting to sort of delve into to um to this mindset of, of this character that I usually that really on a on on a stage which is what I usually would perform when I wouldn't get a chance to play I am uh queer and plus size so it's very hard to find sort of these really it's really hard sometimes to get these really incredibly nuanced roles um and just for somebody to give me the opportunity to play that um so that has just been something so so exciting to do I think my favorite thing about the show apart from of course the incredible storytelling of Pip's writing combined with the sound editing is getting to watch the amazing fan content and interactions that this show has spawned it's just incredible to see the volume of work that's put out by people who find the show and just love it as much as we all do. My favourite moment of the show is the whole show. I think it's all brilliant and it's just so fun but also dark. <laughs> and I think uh, Pip does a really good job of balancing those two things so that they don't negate each other. They just make each other better, which is which is really fun. But I think my favourite thing about being involved in the show is all of the, uh, the cast, like um, Billy worked with me on a project separate from Hanging Floss Studios and I hope to work with uh, them again and yeah all of the people on the on the cast are just brilliant and getting to work with them in proxy even though obviously we record uh, remotely and separately because there was a pandemic and all of that so a lot of them I've never met them but it's just nice it's just I can't I can't pick a favorite thing. I just I love it. My favorite thing so far about being involved with the show has just been honestly seeing the fandom grow and develop and have all these conversations and become sort of such a community hub. Um, it's been really delightful to see the way people are reacting and coming up with theories and building relationships with each other. Um, so it's just been really, really delightful to see all of that happening over the course of, you know, however many weeks since I first sort of jumped aboard. It's a difficult one. I'm kind of torn between two. Like, I very much enjoyed the inconveniences in the final episode and just their entire vibe. Very good. Like, the, the chemistry that those three actors have is just fantastic, especially considering they're in three different time zones on three different continents and yet still somehow manage to just get it, you know? But I also really... Oh, this is going to sound all, you know, egotistical. I really enjoyed my character. Um, I, Yeah, I enjoyed... Just the bits 
not even the long speed bits from Scourge. I mean, like, the tiny bits where he literally pops in for, like, two sentences on the recording machine. He's just like, hey, bro, uh, and then fucks off, and Sam's left in utter confusion. I enjoyed that very much. They were good. They were good lines, you know? I didn't need to say much, and yet still the vibe came across, and that's all that matters. So I think my favourite thing about being involved in the show definitely meeting people that's always been fun we've not yet been able to meet in person but hopefully soon that'd be nice yeah and just sort of being able to go oh my god here's a thing i really enjoy doing that i could potentially do as a career fucking wild i didn't even think that was a possibility so i it's kind of boring but yeah just going oh wow a career path what has been the scariest or most disturbing thing in the show for you if anything i actually don't get scared easily but I'd say the most disturbing thing is Sam's memory loss, as well as the fact that they were asleep for six years. Because I really can't imagine losing such a huge period of my life like that. Like, I don't think I don't know what I'd do if that happened to me, and it's, it makes me very uneasy. I'm kind of a horror aficionado. I don't really get spooked by much. The first description of Flat Cat Man's dog. With like out the eyes and the tails and oh no that that freaks me out that kind of half inspired the pigeon episode thing where um the pigeon doesn't have eyes anymore um which that that kind of stuck with me a lot it's just a very unique image and I don't think I've kind of I had a very vivid like picture of it in my mind it was something it was definitely stuck with me i think probably like watching sam well listening to sam sort of um just like being so the sort of confusion and like that just you know i think the fear of that sort of character about not knowing you know who he is and what he is and what's going on um like you know i think it's so beautifully done by you know both pip's writing and pip's voice acting and everything and every moment that we have with sam like that um, but I think it is really, you know, it's very frightening to sort of listen to as a listener with this character that you've grown to love so much. Um, that, you know, is just so, it's just heart, it was heartbreaking really. And that's kind of what was, what was quite frightening about it. And also I think just generally listening to all these characters that, that you've grown to love so much and wondering what the bloody hell is going to happen to them. I think that's probably a tie between maybe Marie's awful parenting and Sam throwing up a chess piece well I mean like in terms of like Josie and Daisy the scariest thing is every time I have to hear my own voice that's horrendous I has got to be Madame Marie like the manipulation and gaslighting that Madame Marie did to Sam I think is the most disturbing bit for me how much do you know about the show that the audience doesn't at this point very little I have some knowledge about what may be in store for Bliss in the future, but other than that, I have no idea what's going to happen in season two. <laughs> okay, so I have the memory of a goldfish, <laughs> which means that Pip can like tell me anything and I will probably forget it within five days. So I don't really know how much of a show 
that I know that the audience doesn't. <laughs> it's why I kind of keep to myself in the Discord. I don't really talk about the show just because I'm like, what if what I'm remembering is actually something that hasn't turned up in the show yet? <laughs> so, yeah, I can't really answer the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a lot, <laughs> not a lot. When um when we would get scripts during season one, um we would only get our our bits of the scripts. We wouldn't get any of the other script, so I only ever knew what was happening in the scenes that Indy was in. Um and you know Indy scenes were never very long, so I would just kind of be along for the ride on those bits. Um, I think one of the only things I I really didn't know that that Madame Marie was gonna was gonna like be like a voice um that was quite exciting to know um because obviously that was our, our little tiny interaction um but other than you know other than that we got to read the whole finale script but that was the only script i read the entirety of so i was pretty much in the dark about everything else which was great because it meant i got this really this sort of best of both worlds really because it meant i got to listen to the show as a listener and find out things just from listening every week and then also be on the other side of it at time soon beginning to be involved in it behind it which is quite cool pretty much nothing very little i think a fair amount um pips kind of always used me as like a soundboard for stories when especially when they were writing novels we'd go on long walks about the villages where we lived and pip had just kind of narrate these stories to me and I'd pick up on bits that were really good bits that I didn't understand and Pip would then kind of know what had to be ironed out so and that kind of has carried on with Spirit Box Radio me and Pip quite often discuss the theories people have in terms of how much I know about the show that the audience doesn't I know a little bit more about my character and the rest of the sins than the audience does, but in terms of plot, I am absolutely in the dark, so my guess is as good as any of yours, really. There were some episodes that came out that even I, you know, if I'm not in a script, I don't know about it, and some of them were very surprising to me. Yeah, we didn't really know much more than the audience. Like, we knew bits. We knew kind of where the series was heading because we knew what the finale was, but we didn't know any of the in-betweens we would we didn't necessarily know how we got there so each episode was as much of a surprise as it was for the audience which I thought was really cool it's been really nice to be able to be a part of something and yet also be a fan of it at the same time because we don't know everything and yeah we we never knew what editing that Pitt would do so even with the finale yes we knew the lines but we didn't know any of the sound effects that Pip had put in we didn't know how they'd edited stuff together. We didn't know if they cut any bits. Like, so it was it was really nice to hear a finished product. Um, so yeah, we we didn't we don't know that much. We we know nothing. We know what we need to know in order to read the lines correctly, and that's that's about it. <laughs> Are you involved in any other shows or making any cool projects, or do you have anything else that you'd like to promote today? I'm actually part of a fan translation group for the Magnus Archives. We are translating the whole podcast into Spanish and we're about halfway through season three. So if you or anyone you know could benefit from translated transcripts, we're at TMA underscore L-A-T-M on Twitter and at TMA dash Latino on Tumblr. I actually do. 
Uh, I definitely want people to listen to Challenger Deep when it comes out later this year because I'm playing the protagonist and I get to work my voice acting chops a little more, which I'm very excited about it. Um, and then there might be another project in the works where I actually write this time. So uh, watch this space for 2022, hopefully. If anybody ever wants to interact with me, I'm always on the, the Discord, um, or sort of where I am about 95% of the time is on TikTok. Um, like I said, I do sort of um, cosplay content, specifically like podcast stuff usually, but then I, I do other stuff too. And so if you ever want to interact with me on there, my username is dot Cravensworth. If you ever want to tag me in Spirit Box Radio stuff, please feel free to do that. I enjoy seeing Spirit Box Radio stuff on there so, so, so much. So please, please tag me in all of it, please. I also voice act on another queer horror podcast called Seven of Hearts. So if you like queer horror, which if you're listening to Spirit Box Radio, you probably do, check us out. I, I have a theatre company called On We Go Productions. Uh, it's a fun time. It started out as a kind of online festival back in July called The Rainbow Spotlight, uh, which is all about queer theatre. And yeah, we are now On We Go Productions. Find us on Twitter at OWGprods. Um, we're currently doing some research for true crime fans, which I'm sure there are plenty of you listening. If you email onwegoprods at gmail.com and tell us all about why you love true crime why you think other people love true crime um and then also like a little bit about yourself your gender your age your ethnicity just so we have like some contextual stuff around it and yeah keep an eye out on our twitter for uh any because we have opportunities coming up we've got um we'll have some shows coming up which are very very exciting um, some other things I'm working on. The main one right now is a podcast coming out soon, or the pilot of a podcast coming out soon, called Keep It Steady, which is a queer sort of rom-com um, about two high schoolers fake relationshiping their way into love. It's honestly super charming. Um, I, I do the intro announcements for the show, the closing announcements in the style of basically high school morning announcements, um, which was loads of fun and also will sound very, very different from what you've heard of me in Spirit Box Radio. So if you could keep an eye out for Keep It Steady and see if you can recognize me when it airs. Anything else you'd like to add? Thank you so much for listening and showing interest in the show. As I said, being a part of it is amazing on its own, but people actually engaging with it is very rewarding, even as someone who's appeared in a total of like three episodes, like I have. So thank you so much. The past year and a bit have been insane for me. Um, and this has kind of changed my life a lot. I didn't really expect to become a voice actor, let alone be part of something like Spirit Box Radio, where we have a fandom and people who do fan art for us and write fix about for us. And the fact that we have a wiki still blows my mind. Occasionally that just pops into my head and I go, holy shit, there's a wiki. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of want to say thank you because I didn't really have anything going for me um, this time last year. Um, and then I started my TikTok, which I got into cosplay again. And that leads onto me um, 
advertising Spirit Box Radio and getting into Spirit Box Radio. And now I've got so many creative projects that I get to be a part of and they're so cool. And every time I talk about it to my friends, they're like, you actually sound really excited about something. And I'm like, I know, I am. It's really weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a blast and I love you all dearly. Thank you, Pip, for having me. I am having so much fun. I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. A big old thank you to everybody. To the audience, because without you guys, we wouldn't really have a show, because no one would be listening, so why would there be a show? You know, whole chicken egg situation, or whatever it is. And a big old thank you to Pip for hiring me. And also being wonderful. He He's a wonderful human being and he writes and directs the show and it's very cool. And he edits it and does pretty much everything else. This man does so much work. And then to the cast for being wonderful humans. Oh, very good. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, I hope you enjoyed meeting some of our cast. If you still want to support the show, even though the crowdfunder has ended, a great way to do that is through our Patreon. Uh, there's a load of cool benefits that you get. So you get one day early access to episodes of Spirit Box Radio and director's notes every two weeks when the show is running, um, plus a load of extra other things like Discord rewards. And um, if you just want to make a one-off donation, we do have a Ko-fi. And links for both of those things are in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening and just, ah, thank you. <laughs> Tune in. Get spooky. 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 Catch you later, little bits. Be gay. Do crimes. Tune in and get spooky. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.